Merry Christmas, and thank you for your steadfast dedication to our Lord Jesus Christ. In this celebration of our Lord's birth, Pastor Lau and Pastor Da would like to welcome you to the following Christmas message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's teaching that will change your life with love, joy, and peace in Jesus. And now, Pastor Lau. Merry Christmas. Everyone is doing well? Are you glad to be here? Yes. Amen. I'm glad to be here too to worship the Lord and to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. Christmas is a special time for all of us and especially for me because I was born again 30 years ago coming out from being an atheist and believing in Jesus because American missionaries went to Thailand and share the gospel with me. I got saved because of American missionaries. We give, give God the glory to the, all the American missionaries that went to other countries. Let's give a hand to the American missionaries. <laughs> Praise God. And now God sent me to be missionary here. <laughs> Praise God. I'd like to read the scripture relating to the birth of Jesus Christ in Matthew chapter 1, verses 20 to 25. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit, and she will bring forth a son. You shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child. And bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and took to him his wife. This part of the Bible talk about Jesus, the Savior, who came to save all man from sin. And one of his names is Emmanuel. God is with us. I understand now, as a Christian, that when we invited Jesus Christ into our life, we have God with us. God is not only in heaven somewhere there that we don't know where he is and we don't know what he is all about, but God is in us if we have faith in Him and invite Jesus to come into our life. I tell you the truth. All these 30 years of being a Christian, I experienced the presence of God in my life every single day. God is with me. That's why His name is Emmanuel. God is with us. Tonight, I would like to share a few passages in the Bible 
that when Jesus show up in certain places, what happened? And Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. When Jesus comes into our life, He shows up in our life. He shows up in our home, in our workplace, in our car, every city we go, everywhere we live. When Jesus show up, the same thing that happened 2,000 years ago, when Jesus showed up, shall happen to us today. And I'm preaching this from my personal experiences of being a Christian for 30 plus years, that Jesus show up in my life, and He's so real to me, and He is doing what He did 2,000 years ago. Let me read from John chapter 2, verses 1 to 11. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Now both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. Jesus said to her, Woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Whatever he says to you, do it. Now there were set there six water pots of stone according to the manner of purification of the Jews, containing 20 or 30 gallons apiece. Jesus said to them, fill the water pots with water, and they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, draw some out now and take it to the master of the feast. And they took it. When the master of the feast had tasted the water that was made wide and did not know where it came from, but the servants who had drawn the water knew. The master of the feast called the bridegroom, and he said to him, Every man at the beginning sets out the good wine, and when the guests have well drunk, then the inferior, mean the lower kind of wine, they set out the best wine first. You have kept the good wine until now. In other words, the wine that Jesus made from water, was better than the original wine when the first served. This beginning of signs Jesus did in Cana, Galilee, and manifest his glory, and his disciples believed in him. In this story, Jesus showed up in a wedding ceremony, and they ran out of wine. Jesus, the Son of the living God, he's not only the Savior. But he is the provider. When he showed up in that wedding, he provided the best wine. At the end of the wedding, he could perform miracles to change water into wine. In the same way, today, in this 21st century, as you invited Jesus to come into your life. Yes, Jesus was born, that we celebrate Christmas, but Jesus is not a baby anymore. He's the king of all kings. He's the lord of all lords. He's a great provider. He's at the right hand of the Father today. All authority has been given to him. And he said that I will be with you to the end of the age. So today Jesus is with us by his spirit. And when Jesus show up, his provision will come as well. In the past 30 years, I experienced 
God's provision in a miraculous way so many times in my life. He is with me and He provided for me. I remember when I first came to the U.S. and applied to be a resident or the trainee at University of Washington. I went into the ninth floor of the Harborview Hospital and asked for a job to be a resident. The professor told me that we did not have any budget for you. You are the foreign doctor. You can work free for us. You can work for zero salary. And we give you the privilege to work here, but have no salary. And I remember the story that Jesus made water into wine. Jesus is the provider. So I and my wife kept praying that God will provide us the salary so that I can feed my wife and my daughter. And God really performed a miracle. He said that the budget is done. No more money for any extra resident from foreign land like me. But God performed a miracle. A neurosurgeon at Children's Hospital could not function anymore for a reason that I don't want to mention. And the Children's Hospital opened up the chance that my boss will send his team to take over the Children's Hospital. At that time, he sent the chief resident from Veteran's Hospital to the Children's Hospital. Therefore, the position opened up at the Veteran Hospital, and my boss said, Hey, Dr. Lau, you go there at Veteran Hospital. And when I went there, the budget came up, and I began to get paid by the Department of Neurosurgery at the University of Washington. My God still can change water into wine today. My God is still the provider. He meets my needs. He meets my need. Everyone's part to yourself. He meets my needs. He can meet your need. It doesn't matter how the economy look like. He still can open the job for you. He can provide for you what you need in your life. Amen. He's a good God. Praise God. That's why I love Jesus so much. He's a good God. He is a provider. By the end of the first year of residency training, I went to my boss and he said, I'm sorry, the budget is done again. You are a foreign doctor. So if you want to stay another year, the salary will be zero again. I decided to sign the contract and I saw the number on the contract, zero. But still believe that my God who can turn water into wine can provide for me. So we sign it, I and Pastor Da, we pray and say, God, you have done miracles so many times in my life, in our life. You have provided for us. Jesus is still alive. He still listened to our prayer. He never changed. He's still the same God. You know what happened? Six days before the contract start in July 1st of that year, somebody ran to me and said, oh, I want to tell you the good news. The chief resident that would come back from Japan, he went to Japan for the research, quarreled with my boss and quit the job suddenly. He thought that my boss would give him a job, would kind of ask him to come back and give him whatever he wants. But my boss said, you can go, that's okay, you can quit. He 
promoted me to be in that chief resident position at Harborview Hospital, and my salary continued again, and he gave me a full-time job afterward. <laughs> Praise God! God is so good. Amen. Mary say, "Whatever my son say, do it." So this is the key. You need to have faith in Jesus. You need to have Jesus' presence in your life. You need to invite Him to come in. We are not talking about religion. We are not talking about ritual. We are talking about the real living God who is still alive today, who still can live in you, who can be in your home, and He can perform miracle after miracles and after miracles. He's such a great God. Amen. Hallelujah! Look at another passage in the Bible, Mark chapter four, thirty-one to forty-one. On the same day, when evening had come, he said to them, "Let us cross over to the other side." Now, when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was, and other little boats were also with him, and a great windstorm arose. And the waves beat into the boat, so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, sleep asleep on a pillow. I cannot understand Jesus after all day Sunday here preaching morning and evening service. I went home and I want to collapse on my bed. He was ministering all day. He was tired, so he was sleeping in the boat. And they awoke him and said to him, "Teacher." Do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind, and he said to the sea, "Peace, be still." And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, "Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith?" And they fear exceedingly, and said to one another. Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? Not only Jesus is alive today, wherever he is in your life, in your home, in your office, he can provide for you. Jesus can calm the storm of your life. How many people have faced storm in your life? I faced storm so many times in my life. I remember one time. A young woman, about 40 years old, she was riding the motorcycle. I believe that was a holiday time, like a Thanksgiving time, and she fell off the motorcycle and broke her skull. She came into the emergency room at Overlake Hospital with a big clot inside her skull. So I have to perform emergency operation, open up the skull, and try to take the clot out. And when the Last piece of cloth came out. Suddenly, a storm came. She began to have a big bleeding. Have you ever turned on a tap of water? Turn it on, and the water ran down so quickly. So that's what happened. The blood just shoot out like somebody turned on the tap of water. Just came out like mad because the skull fracture cut on the big artery in the base of the skull. At that time, I did not even have any assist because it happening at midnight time. No one could help me. I have only two hands, and the blood come out. The first reaction is in my heart is that, oh, if 
I could not stop this bleeding. Within a few minutes, she's gonna die because our body has only certain amount of blood, and if we lose certain amount, the heart gonna stop beating. So at that time, I felt that this is a big storm in my life. This young woman, 40 something years old, may die on the table because I may not be able to control the bleeding, which is deep inside. I could not even see the bleeding. I, how I can I stop with two hands? We need the assistant to try to suck the blood or control the bleeding. I yell out out loud to the all the nurse could hear me. I say like this: "Jesus, help me right now! I don't want this lady to die." And suddenly, the bleeding stopped. Praise the Lord. He could stop the wind. He said, "Peace, be still." He could stop the storm of your life. That is storm of my life because I need to save my patient's life. I remember another time I faced a big storm. I shared this story off and on, but some of you may have never heard about it. Oh, this is a big storm! I and my whole family went to Bangkok for the family trip. And we plan to renew our passport, so we put all of our American passport and the Thai passport. We hold to citizenship. We put all the passport in a big brown bag. We all got into the taxi and went to a big building where the passport place is on the I think fifth floor. The taxi driver dropped us off, and we have to walk about half a block to that building because of the traffic jam. And all of us went there. I, my wife, my kids, and I need to come back home tomorrow to get on Delta Air I at that time to come back. And on Monday, which is Monday, and Monday I have a big surgery to perform. So we plan to fly out the next morning. When I got into the passport place, I faced a big storm because we find out that we left the bag in a taxi. Who? Oh. My face looked pale at that moment because there were millions of taxi in big city of Bangkok with ten million of people there. I could not remember his license. I could not remember his name. I did not pay attention. We were standing there, shocked, and we know this is a big storm because it looked impossible to be able to get the passport back on time. But I remember Jesus say. Nothing is impossible with God. Jesus said, "Nothing is impossible to those who believe." There's nothing impossible. We sat down and pray right away. Jesus, we need a miracle. You calm the storm in that boat, and you can calm the storm in my life as well. Suddenly, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. At that time, we have two choices: go home and. Try to go to the American embassy or something, which is like late already, about 2 p.m. Or stay there and pray in that passport place. A lot of people, hundreds of people, standing there. We decided by the leading of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit said, "Just sit here, wait." We sat down and pray. Suddenly, two persons show up in the room and point finger to us: the taxi driver and another lady. And they point finger to us and say, "This is the group of people came into my taxi. 
and they handed the bag to us. Is it a miracle? Is it a miracle? That lady called that taxi, saw the bag, and normally by human nature they would say, "Hey, I have business to do. I'm gonna go on with my life. I don't know. I don't care about this bag. Somebody left in here." By the grace of God, God answered our prayer. She told the taxi, "Go back, find these people." And can you imagine how they're gonna find us? Because they may not know that we went to the passport place. But they guessed that we went to the passport place. They even went to that building and find us within half an hour, and we got all the passport back. I want to say hallelujah! God calmed the storm of my life again. He's a living God. Amen. That's why Christians celebrate Christmas because Jesus is Emmanuel. He is with us. He provides for us. He meets our needs. And he can calm the storm of our life. Let's look at another example in the Bible. In Mark chapter five, verses twenty-five to thirty-four. Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for twelve years. She did not have gynecologists like today, and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better. But rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she heard about Jesus. Today you hear about Jesus already. She came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, "If only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well." Immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction, and Jesus immediately, knowing in himself that her power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, "Who touched my clothes?" But his disciples said to him, "You see the multitude thronging you, and you say, 'Who touched me?'" And he looked around to see her who had done this thing, but the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, "Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your afflictions." Jesus is still alive today. He was born 2,000 years ago, and while he was walking on earth, he met people's need. He calmed the storm of people's life, and one of his big ministries was that he healed the sick. And Jesus still healed today. Jesus healed my family when we just got saved. I remember that I found a mass in the body of my daughter, and as a surgeon, I know that. She may need a surgery. Sound like a tumor in her body, and I left to my clinic. This was about thirty years ago. I was a brand new believer, and I prayed to Jesus, Lord, you are the healer. You can heal my daughter. And when I came back that evening, the mass was gone. He healed my daughter. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. When we moved to the U.S., we already had one daughter, 
but my wife could not have a baby because she had a condition called endometriosis. And the doctor at Northgate Hospital say, "You need a hysterectomy because your womb is not working very well. You kept bleeding and bleeding. Like this lady, the doctor gave up on her and wanted to perform surgery. But we had a trip to Thailand in that October. We went to a church." And the pastor asked us. We, I was not a pastor yet at that time. I was just a regular member of the church. I went to the church, and the pastor said, "Who want to be healed? Stand up, please." I and my wife stood up, and we pray, God, you heal that woman in Mark chapter five. You can heal my wife as well. The doctor already gave up. The doctor already mentioned that when you came back to Thailand, you're gonna need a hysterectomy. Hysterectomy means cut off the womb, and she would not have baby anymore. Thank God! At that time, my wife felt the power of God came upon her, surging upon her like electricity. And after that day, the bleeding was stopped, and a few months later, she got pregnant. And we gave the daughter in her womb the name Joy, because the joy of the Lord came into her heart that God healed my wife. Amen. Jesus is still healed today. Jesus is still perform miracle today. I just went to visit a member of the church whose doctor at Evergreen Hospital said that he would not make it. The doctor told the whole family, "Get ready. His heart doesn't work. His lung doesn't work. His kidney doesn't work. It's going downhill." The whole church pray for this man. The next morning, when the family show up, the doctor came and say, "I can't believe this. Your husband turn around. We can extubate or pull the tube out from the throat. The heart keep working again, and." He woke up. I went to visit him on, I think Saturday. I don't remember now what day. <laughs> I went to visit him, and he was joking with me in the ICU. God is still the healer today. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, there's nothing better than to have the presence of Jesus in our life. It's wonderful. I remember one time in the Bible in Exodus chapter 33. God told the children of Israel, "Hey, guy, you can go to the promised land. You can take the promised land that I promised Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But I'm not going to go with you. I'm going to send the chosen angel to go with you." But Moses said to God, "Lord, I'd rather stay in this wilderness if you don't go with us. I need your presence. I want to encourage all of you." You need the presence of Jesus in your life. If He is with you, the presence of Jesus, He meets your need. He heals your sickness. He can calm the storm of your life. And the last thing I want to read in Matthew chapter nine, verses two to eight. Then behold, they brought to Him a paralytic lying on a bed. When Jesus saw their faith, He said to the paralytic, "Son." Be of good cheer; your sins are forgiven you. 
and at once some of the scribes said within themselves, "This man blasphemes." Mean look down on God, say something to insult God. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, "Why do you think evil in your hearts? For which is easier to say your sins are forgiven you, or to say arise and walk?" But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. Then he said to the paralytic, "Arise, take up your bed, and go to your house." And he arose and departed to his house. Now, when the multitude saw it, they marvelled and glorified God, who had given such power to men. Jesus. Could forgive our sin. That's why the angel spoke to Mary, the baby in your womb. He will be called Jesus, the Savior. He come to save man's from sin. I thank God for the American missionary that told me about Jesus Christ 32 years ago. I grew up as a Buddhist, and I remember as a Buddhist, I try to save myself. I try to be a good man, and we were taught that if I kill one chicken, I'm gonna have to be reborn and again and again, reincarnation to be chicken again and again. I have to pay for my own sin. I have to pay the price of my own mistakes. So I have a big burden on my shoulder every single day because I was lying sometimes, I was cheating sometimes, I was not a perfect man, but. One day I met Jesus because somebody preached the gospel to me, and I invited him into my life. And I know that my sins are forgiven hundred percent. God cleanses me. God forgive me. I don't have to pay for my sin anymore. Jesus paid for my sin. I invited Jesus to come into my life that day, and I felt the burden on my shoulder lifted up. And I know that now I am a righteous man. If I make mistake, I ask for forgiveness. I repent, and God will always forgive me. I know that my name is recorded in the book of life of the Lamb. When I leave this world one day, I will be in heaven to be with the Lord. You know, you cannot bring sin into heaven. The only way you can go to heaven is to receive. The forgiveness of sin. How many people want your surgeon to bring one bacteria in his hand into the operating table? You don't want infection, is it right? Before the surgery, we told our patients that you need to watch your skin in that area with a solution called Hippie Cleanse. The evening before and the morning, and the doctor will wash the hand and put the gown that is sterile, no bacteria. Put the glove, two layer of gloves, because if in case one glove a puncture, another glove still protect the skin, not to have bacteria out in from the hand. Even though you wash with antiseptic, but you cannot trust it hundred percent. Why we don't want the bacteria to go into the body of the patient? Because we don't want infection. Infection is a big deal. The same thing. God doesn't want even one sin to go to heaven. How does He do that? In order to go to heaven. You need your sins to be washed out hundred percent. You need your sin to be forgiven hundred percent. On the cross, Jesus shed His blood. 
He watched our sin 100%. His blood is like antiseptic. Wash our curses and bondage and sin in our life, and He has the right to forgive us. That's why I'm so glad many of us here are Christians because we have the right to go to heaven, to be with the Lord for eternity. It's so wonderful to receive Jesus into our life and receive the forgiveness of sin. How can we do that? We need to come to Him by faith, like that woman with the issue of blood, like this polaritic man that came to Jesus and asked Him for help, like the disciple that woke Him up in the boat and asked Him for help to stop and to calm the storm and the wind of their life. We need to be like the mother of Jesus to say to Jesus, could you please help change water into wine? We need to come to Jesus voluntarily. We need to say to him, Jesus, I'm a sinner. Could you please forgive me? Jesus, I need you to meet my need. You need to heal my sickness, heal my family, heal my relationship. Jesus, you are the resurrected one. You are the counselor. You're the prince of peace. You are the alpha and omega. You're the great I am, and you are the king of all kings. I want to invite you to come into my life right now and be with me, stay with me. I need your presence all the day of my life and you will lead me into the promised land. Amen? How many people want the presence of Jesus into your life all the day of your life? Amen. How many people say that I'm one of the sinners in the world and I need God to forgive me? Raise your hand up. Praise God. How many people say, God meets my need, please? How many people say, God calm the storm of my life? Raise your hand up. How many people say, I believe you are the healer today. Could you please heal me? He healed your body. He healed your marriage. He healed your relationship. He healed the relationship between husband and wife. He healed the relationship between parents and children and a friend around you. Amen? He's a great healer, the great deliverer. I'm so glad I'm a Christian. Thank God that Jesus came into the world 2,000 years ago, but thank God He's not in the tomb anymore. He was resurrected, and now He is at the right hand of the Father. If you want Jesus to be with you and to be your God, why don't you invite Him to come in to your life right now and ask for His presence to be with you all the day of your life. How many people want to pray with me and ask Jesus to come in? Some of you may be a Christian already, but lately you have walked away from Him. You're not on fire anymore. You don't talk to Jesus that much anymore. You don't invite His presence to be around you anymore. I want to encourage you to invite Jesus to come back and to have His presence in your life every single day. Amen? Why don't you pray with me? Close your eyes and pray with me. The God of heaven, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the creator of the universe, thank you so much that you sent your son Jesus Christ into the world to show who God is to me. And to pay for my sins. I would like to invite your son Jesus. 
to be with me, to come into my life, into my spirit, into my home. Jesus, you are my Lord. You are my Savior. You were resurrected from the dead. You still alive today. You can meet my needs. You can heal my sickness. You can calm the storm of my life, and you forgive my sin. From today on, be with me. Have your presence with me. Fill my life with your glory, with your presence, Lord. In Jesus' name, I repent of my sin. And ask for your forgiveness. I will walk with you to be your disciple. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Let's give the mighty hand of praises to the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening. We'd like to invite you to see the skit. Thank you so much, Pastor Lau. Let's give a hand, a hand clap for Pastor Lau. Thank you very much. You think of Christmas Day and what it really means. We hope this message has brought you joy and peace this Christmas season. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. And Merry Christmas.
the king.